1: Welcome to The Funniest Thing,
2: yeah. where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly Mm -hmm. always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Go on. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yeah. And today's episode title is... Drop the weight and feel great for summer. That's
3: right. Drop the weight and feel great for summer with Reverend Kenneth Gray. We naturally rise to new heights as soon as we are willing to trust that the universe is working on our behalf. On this broadcast, Daryl and Ed, that's us, will share examples of how trusting God gives us confidence the confidence to drop the mental baggage and experience better than expected outcomes. And during the second segment, a member of the Model Citizen Brigade, Kenneth Gray, stops by from the Center for Spiritual Living in Inglewood, California, to read and discuss today's daily word, which is grace.
2: Ah, ah yes. <clears throat> well, are we going to go right into our? We have a, a, a some, something a little different. Today? Something a little different.
3: It's kind of um, It actually originated by me realizing that um, if I'm going to go into work into the do the which I do every, you know five days a week, then I can't go in there with uh, feeling glum or sorry for myself or even feeling like I have to do this. I have to Daryl you know, and I get a, get a call, getting ready to drop the mic. We have to get so excited and full of inspiration and enthusiasm. Let go of all the more wormy stories <clears throat> all the well anything that yeah anything other than enthusiasm and joy and so i was driving and i was getting myself psyched up and that's when we came up with this chant excuse <coughs> me and the chant is well the chant is life is fun it doesn't weigh a ton all right can we do that well we're gonna do it. If we're gonna do it, we gotta do it like just like you did. Remember you telling me oh, Mike the taught oh, you about that right. chant in yeah. the military? Yes,
2: yeah, so that was a fascinating uh, experience. When I first walked into a military rehabilitation center.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes?
2: we little, Go on. It was a group like, you know, a group setting. So everyone's sitting in a circle and uh it was the first time I met Master Gunnery Sergeant, Marine Corps Master Gunnery Sergeant Mike Girton. Yes. In his uniform. Yes. And uh, at the end of the group, we conclude the group where he goes, okay, come on, everybody. Everyone hold hands, like in a circle. (laughs) And you could tell all of us are like, oh, shoot, like, what are we going to be made to do? We're all uncomfortable. Right. Right. And he goes, now listen, I want you to repeat after me. I'm necessary, I am important, and I am worthwhile. So we're like, I am necessary. I am important, and I am worthwhile. Good God! You sound like a bunch of wimps. Come on, louder! <laughs> I am necessary. I am important, and I am worthwhile. <laughs> so he he he's he had a, his heart was in the right place, but he was still like had that habit of using uh, Marine Corps technology yes. to instill us now with some positive. You know, way, ways it. of thinking, but it worked.
3: Oh man, I love it. I've learned a lot just by hearing about it. So that's why we decided to, in lieu of, bre- of breaths today, we're going to prescribe for uh, ourselves and everyone else this chant Life is Fun, It Doesn't Weigh a Ton. So yeah, it's a good reminder. Shall we try it three times together? Yeah, I think we can do this. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. One, two, three. Life, Life is fun,
2: it doesn't, doesn't weigh a ton. Shh. Life is fun. It doesn't weigh a ton. Life is fun. It doesn't weigh a ton.
1: That's pathetic. Can't you
2: do any better than that? Life is fun. It doesn't weigh a ton.
3: Sergeant Mike Erton, no, we were going to be doing this today.
2: You never know who's listening to this show. That's
3: right. That's right. So um, let's get started with some reading,
2: shall we? Yeah, we have a real... Th- since we're actually even going um, <clears> to <throat> do something new, another so- new something, what? which is uh, one of the readings is actually going to come from today's Daily Word. We're going to read a little piece of it ahead of
3: time. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, we're going to start with this,
2: one, remember? Oh, yes, we are.
3: Just because, the, hey, this is a good part about letting yourself off the hook and not having to put on a facade or struggle to look like something you're not. Every week, Daryl and I get our best material by reading from someone else's book and telling you who, who else said it. Then this yes. is part of the whole letting letting go of the weight of struggle of thinking you have to... Do it all yourself, or you have to
2: reinvent the wheel. Dude, this is good because what? Yeah, what it is is God meets us right where we are. Right. Meaning, I don't have to be any better, or I don't have to pretend to be any dingier and cooler, or yeah. worse. Or I, you know, He meets us right, right where we are. And it's funny because we were talking the other day about how how quotes mm. have become the new commerce. Well, oh, yeah, like the new commerce. It's like, check out my new car. Look oh, yeah, at, that's right. Yeah, look at this one. Yeah, here's this new car. Like, especially on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wait till I get a load of
3: this. Isn't that when you came up with the saying that um, a red Ferrari is? Uh-
2: oh, a red, yeah, a convertible red Ferrari is just male. Pa- it's just a male pattern tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
3: so Florence Scovelshin, this uh, this came up, as I've said it, a bunch of different times. I love this line, and it always, because it reminds me of, it really helps me to see, I was thinking about this morning, the difference between when I'm feeling the way we're talking about in our show, which is light, and letting myself naturally rise, and letting God take care of the details, and... And then the other way, when I feel dreary and I look around and I see a world that's hard, and it's which is crazy since I live in California, we're all so blessed, the weather's nice. I mean, there's so many different things we have to be grateful for, but it all comes down to what Florence Scovel Shin said in the Game of Life, which is the very first page of the book, where she says, most people consider life a battle, but it is not a battle, it is a game. It is a game, however, which cannot be played successfully without the knowledge of spiritual law. Jesus Christ taught that it was a great game of giving and receiving. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. This means that whatever man sends out in word or deed will return to him. What he gives, he will receive.
2: Yes, (laughs) and that goes, you know, I like what you said because we forget that we're making up our life. By how we're the thoughts I'm thinking about whatever it is in that moment dictates how my life is in that moment. Yes. And we're finding out or not finding out, but we appreciate today's reading because it's grace, which is the reminder that it's that. The law is it's always working on our behalf. Yes. Then not only do mm-hmm. we receive what we sow, but that the the odds are in our favor that right. we will always receive more health, more prosperity, more positive opportunities, more uh, in- interesting and satisfying circumstances yes. than we sow. You know that right. way. And we right. never, ever mm. are punished to the degree that we believe we should be by our mistakes, no matter how That's reprehensible right. oh, we believe they are at the time. That's right. That's right. That's why the first... It's all what we give to
3: ourselves first in those moments when we're yes. struggling and believing we deserve to be punished. Because in those moments... We're basically already living out the punishment in our brain that we believe we deserve, and God never punishes anything. God no, well, is just love. So, reaping what we sow really has to do with how generous and loving are we, or how much do we cut off our own joy? Because when we cut off ourselves from our own joy, that's what we get back from Ugh. the world. We we don't like all of a sudden the world starts reflecting it back to us—a stingy, <coughs> hard place. But it's reflecting what we're giving to ourselves, which is. You know, stingy and
2: hard. And you know what the good news is, and it's clearly in the parable, mm. the prodigal son. Oh, right. That as soon as we come to ourselves and turn to God. Yes. Even if on the walk back to God, like he was thinking, oh, I'll just tell him I'm not even yeah. worthy of a slave. I know I deserve to be punished. But what happens? God comes flying towards him. You know, the father. Yes joyous throws rings on his fingers a beautiful robe and says come on let's party that's right and all he really had to do was turn back toward that's the it. kingdom that's it and
3: isn't it funny jesus says the kingdom of god is within and so when we turn back toward ourself and with a loving receptive like through the gateway of ourself we find god
2: that's when everything opens up to us that, and right and instantaneously our circumstances are realigned they in our really favor they and speaking of that, it, it perfectly goes along with this next reading from around the year with Emmett Fox mm-hmm. from December 21st called Stop Limiting God. It says The principal reason why prayers are not answered is because in our hearts we limit the power of God. The Bible constantly tells us that the people got into trouble because they limited the Holy One. When you say, There is no way out of my difficulty. What can it possibly mean except that you cannot see a way out? When you say, it is too late now, what can that possibly mean except that it's too late for you? When you pray, you are turning to the power of God and surely you will admit that God is omnipotent and therefore nothing can be too difficult or too late or too soon for him. You will surely admit that infinite wisdom knows at least more than you do, to put the thing rather mildly, Well, infinite wisdom takes action when we pray, and so our own limitations do not matter unless we think they do. Children often find themselves completely overcome by a difficulty that a grown-up person easily solves. What to the child seems an impossibility is quite easy to his father, and so even our greatest difficulties are simple to God. Infinite wisdom knows a beautiful and joyous solution to any dilemma – do not limit the power of God for good in your life.
3: Yes, and the, I like uh, it's joyous. Yes, and that's why it's important for us to be joyous because we can harmonize with the solution. Um, I was thinking about it, it's, you, it's so often when I think, "Oh, I'm really, I'm really screwed on this work thing. It's too late. I'm not going to." And oh. how easy it would be for me to just talk to, uh, whether it's a supervisor or someone else involved. They, who could clear it up so quickly, but it's oh. only when I'm afraid and I hide it because I think oh it's God. too late. That's when it feels worse. And, but as soon as I... They're all people, first of all. Like if I tell my the head of special ed at the district where I work, oh, man, I was meaning to get to the Sooner, but it, you know, I kind of had all this other stuff and finally getting to it, she'll go, oh, I hear you. What can I help you with?
2: Oh, I know. And that's why that great gas... Uh, SoCal gas story is good. Yeah, and that's why it's important to... So
3: they're joyous solutions, meaning for you and for I, the, the solution is joy. It's always a joyous word to be let off the hook, right? And uh, 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 in this book by Ab- uh, Abraham Hicks' book, New Beginning 2, that Daryl once found on a book table and threw it at me, turned out to be a great book, she said, as we, as we observe your physical world, we see that most of you in your hurry to do are very busy. There's a sort of frenzy to do, but not much of it is done in joy. Some are deliberately sacrificing joy for the sake of growth or reward. And Daryl and I talk about this a lot with the spiritual stuff, spiritual communities. It's like, I'll be joyful later. In the meanwhile, I've got to grow, or I got to get this reward. It could be any. It could be a work. It once could be I become, yeah. Once yeah. I get
2: certified as a life coach. Once I get take this next class. That's why it's funny because that brings me closer to my to my learning how to do my spiritual work. But if you want to really live this stuff. You, you can live to, it now. You can live
3: it now and you can get – you start to get used to people who are well-studied and they're in a frenzy to grow kind of passing you by you know, on their way to the next thing that's supposed to take them right where they already well, are, like, right where you already well, are. Well, it's
2: like we're just jolly sitting on giant um, beanbag chairs laughing and yeah. then we see a little stampede. They stop and go, aren't you guys going to take this new course? The seminar is yeah. happening at this new uh, spiritual – Oh my gosh, um, yes. Omniram. And they go off. And just, oh, yeah, you
3: have to t- you have to take this class with Chuck. Church. You have to do this and, this and this and this and all the while you're sitting there already I happy, know, enjoying and they,
2: a great day. And then they come running back the other. Where are you guys going? Well, we're taking this other class, but I really think you should take all portion right. one before you think it's. And speaking of practicing this exact thing, just last week, um, Cliff Simon who is a tenant here we have another house he lives in my tenant and they were having problems with soot falling on the top of their water heater yes so the first thing i did i just had our local uh, contractor come by and he cleaned the flume out the flue out right well then a week later cliff comes by and goes oh my god there's still a lot of soot on there right can you talk to tilo again that's the contractor and i got a little bit like that stingy scared you know, yeah, oh, shoot, this could be something right, bad. Is that an right. a pipe? I mean, all sorts of. Yeah, I can imagine. And then part your of it is kicking it all and, out. And now
3: keep worst, in mind. Worst case possibilities. And we,
2: and we brought this up last week. When you start feeling thoughts or you start feeling yourself feeling constrictive, like your body feeling like it's constricting. It means you're thinking thoughts that aren't true. Yes, and they're fearful. They're not based in love.
3: But they're also they they also come under the guise of like prudent and, and reasonable. Or, yeah, or um, smart with the yes. with your money. Yes, or whatever. You know, you got to be smart. You know. And yes. Like, but they come under these guises, just like the case with people saying you need to take this class. Yes. They come under the guise of well-meaning or they sound reasonable, uh, yeah, reasonable,
2: very rational. Yes. So I uh, I talked to the contractor, he said, all right, I'll come by again. We don't know. Like He couldn't think of what it was. Maybe right. you need a new water heater. So all I'm right. going, okay, well, that's 2000 What if they have to rip out the pipe? Right. Then the thought comes, because I got my gas bill, call the gas company because it says for checkups, there right? There you go. I call... And part of me, the little scared part is going, well, don't call them because if they find other things, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, then you're going to have to yeah, do all this right. stuff that needs uh-huh. to be up to code. You know, just right. nightmares, aren't you? I call. As soon as I made the decision, though, I started to feel relief. Yeah. Because I started to feel, you know what? I'd rather have the pros come. And I got to be like the big boy and tell Cliff, I go, Cliff. You know, I was going to have Telo company. I called the gas company. Let's make sure this isn't anything serious because it could be carbon monoxide in the home. Anything could be very dangerous. So they gave me a window from one in the afternoon till eight at night. Of course. So at at around one o'clock, I was I was at. I mean, at twelve o'clock, I was at the doctor's office. I talked to Ed. I get done around twelve thirty, and I'm starving, and I didn't have anything at home. So Ed goes, "Wait, God's not going to punish you, remember, for eating." I go, "You're right." So I go, I'll have plenty of time. I'll get there on the time. I eat with Ed. I get home around 1.30. No sign of the gas guy. I gave Cliff the heads up. I wouldn't be here. Cliff was here. Then it gets later in the day. Long story short, no one's here till 7.15. <laughs> so I go, you know what? I'm going to text Cliff. Tell him it looks like no one's going to show. But I had this hunch that some like because I knew the person texting was the guy who was afraid of them finding a big problem. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I said that, I had like some sort of like snicker at myself. Like, uh-huh. hmm. And I look out front and it's a gas man pulling up. Yeah. This guy jumped out of the truck and he was like probably maybe eight years older than me. The most positive gas employee you could right. ever meet. Right. And it's late at night, right? Right. He comes over, I explain. I go, Let me just make sure the dogs are in and all this. He introduces himself as Steve. And I take him back there. And he's back there with me, and he's looking at it, and he sees, oh, yeah, it's sooting. So he knew what it was. So that gave me confidence. I'm going, oh, okay, just keep your mouth shut and see what he says. So he goes, let me take a look. He pulls the thing apart. He finds, he goes, oh, here we go. Yeah, there's dog hair in here (laughs) because there's dog hair kind of stuck. He goes, it can't breathe, and that's why you're getting the sooting. Now, this is the amazing part. He's down there on his knees, and he's carefully – taking all the dog hair out <laughs> yeah you know like in there with a light he yeah, has a yeah. mini little vacuum and he's, right. he's getting it all out and he gets done he goes there you go he's let me check the flame he goes yeah you'll be fine now he goes that's all it was he goes boy that, i'm glad this turned out to be a small job but i'm watching him and he didn't just leave the dog hair there he put it in this little tin yeah. and he was taking the like he, that he was going to take back to his truck right and i i follow him out and i said steve here here. And I handed him a $20 bill. I felt so compelled yeah. to give him this gift. And he goes, no, 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 we don't, we don't take money. I go, no, no, Steve, this is for me to give yeah. this to you. It makes me feel so good to give this to you. I, and it was just such a remarkable example of what you just explained yeah. that I could have easily said, no, no, I'm not calling the gas company because they'll find something worse. Right? Let me just take matters. More. I would have gotten a new water heater or ripped yeah. the pipe out of the ceiling. And it was something so simple.
3: That's always the way. I mean, it's living proof of Butterworth's quote. We're going to read that quote, and then we'll go to the break. Yes,
2: and this is from today's Daily Word, so you're going to hear this later. In his book, The Universe is Calling, Unity Minister Eric Butterworth wrote, There is an upward pull of the universe ever seeking to lift you to the heights of your divine nature. It is as real and as inexorable, good one, as the force of gravity. Ah,
3: that's the if we when we know that we're in good hands. That's when we relax into the beanbag chair, Yeah. enjoy our bonbons, Yeah. and enjoy the show because we're always in good hands. It's a it's a whole new world, my friends, and we're
2: naturally being developed. We're naturally evolving, yeah.
3: and we're generous with ourselves yes. and others. It's amazing. Well, coming up next, we got Reverend Kenneth Gray stopping by from the Ingle uh, the Center for Spiritual Living in Inglewood, California. To read and discuss today's daily word, which is grace. So thank you for listening to funniest thing on Unity Online Radio. This one is called the Pants. Take eight.
1: Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio. To 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives
0: What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch and dinner
1: 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer. Activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to drop the weight and feel great for summer with Reverend Kenneth Gray. Woo! Yeah! That's coming up soon. In the meanwhile, we want to start this segment with a reading from one of Daryl's favorite books that he's read in the last year. Why don't you tell us what it is and what are you going to tell us?
2: It's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I highly recommend it to any person who's uh, creative. Even the the little quote on the front of the book at
3: the bottom goes perfectly with our show.
2: Yeah, it's a vital gem, a kick in the ass by Esquire. That's what Esquire said about this book. So let's see what he has to say. He says this, angels work for God. It's their job to help us, wake us up, bump us along. Angels are agents of evolution. The Kabbalah describes angels as bundles of light, meaning intelligence, consciousness. Kabbalists believe that above every blade of grass is an angel crying, grow, grow, grow. I'll go further. I believe that above the entire human race is one super angel crying, evolve, evolve. Yes, 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 yes. So we have everyone pulling for us. Yes. it's And um, it almost seems ridiculous to be the, uh, actually it seems foolish to be the only fool in the audience heckling ourselves. That's right. I woke up this morning, I went in the water this
3: morning getting a quick surfing before taking my son to school. I was going through all this – I was meditating and stuff, doing everything I could to like get my my mind to unhinder uh, or uh, – what's it called? Break Let the go. spell. Break the spell, right? And I realized at some point the first step – the first – one of the f- turning points for me was like realizing the only thing that's tiring me out is my brain and yes. all the resistance I feel. It's like somewhere – and that's when I realized that sometimes it's good to just recognize that I'm the one – generating all the the strife and all the grief like there may be circumstances happening but if you if i really trace it down there's what's really going on is inside my consciousness is just telling these tales one after the next and and as soon as i realize that it's like uh, that's the first step because when you're talking i I also believe there's a lot of uh, angels pulling for us there's 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 forces beyond what we can see and know That are cheering us on to be our very best. And part of that is letting go whatever boulder we created that we're like holding on to going, oh, I'm sorry I stepped out boldly back when I was five and someone yelled at me, I won't do it again. I'll stay down here and complain (laughs) and then I'll be safe when I complain about life and I make pretend I'm not as great as I am. Oh, God, yes. We have to be willing to let go of that and then naturally start to like lift up and ascend. And for a moment, it'll oh. be scary. They're going to laugh at me. But then once, boom, once my own head opens up in my mind, the light goes on. I'm no longer afraid of any of that stuff. And then it's easy to minister to other people oh because God. I'm like, like yeah. you said, break break the spell. What was the, the mantra that you had there for a little while about breaking the spell and being free from hell?
2: Yes. I break the spell and I'm free from hell. It's when so I break true. the spell, I'm free from breaking, hell. Uh, yeah. And only when
3: we do that can we then help other people. We don't even have to try to help them. We naturally help other people because we naturally reflect to them how great they are and how generous life is and how everything's working on their behalf.
2: Well, and it's obvious, too. Like, when I finally go... If I'm procrastinating intentionally, I'll feel tired. I start rationalizing reasons why I need to put this off. It's late. Or whatever it could be. You know, it's, it's late tonight. I could rest. I could do it tomorrow. And I feel... The the dreariness. Yes. But as soon as I start whatever it is that I've been progressing, all of a sudden this surge of positive energy is released. And I always say to myself, why was I putting this off for so long? Yes. So it really proves that my energy level, within reason, but most of the time, is dictated by my perspective. Well,
3: you know what? When I was in uh, the other day, I was before I went to work, I was going to surf again, and then. I said, well, maybe I won't surf. And I, I had this image: I'll be this, I'll be a nice, serious man when I drove my son off at school. And I, <laughs> and then I said, but that's not even who I am. A lot of times we get the wrong idea of, like, we aim the th- image we're aiming for. We forget that we're joyous beings. I forget that I'm a joyous being, and that's what I should aim for. Yes. And that's how like, aim for that by doing the drawing, doing the song, or like. But sometimes, like we think it's safe, to- it's got to be serious. I don't want to let that out of the box. It's, I'll be just like, oh, you know, I'll be
2: keep it all in, and well, I'll have a nice, ride. It's not serious. It's not legitimate. If you're right. having too much fun. It can't be. You're not doing a good job if you're having fun. But
3: I'll tell you what is legitimate. We got some new postcards
2: for the show. That's right. We want to thank our listeners, and That's now right. we thank our listeners. If you send us anything. <laughs> Either to our post off, post box at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Or donate to the show or send us anything that oh, has yeah. a return address. Now we have an official Funniest Thing postcard. Official thank you with a yes man. And on the back it says... Daryl and Ed, love you. Yes, that we'll send cool. to you via snail mail right to your post box.
3: Yes, and we're very, very, very excited about that. The first you... one went out to Germany last week. You can actually see the postcard on our Funniest Thing fan page on Facebook. Actually, it, it went on at 3 o'clock. The post went up, so you can see it now if you go to the fan page, if you like that type of thing.
2: You could also find out all this fun stuff at our website, which is DarylAndEd.com. Woo-hoo! Well, I think we also have an
3: Instagram. We have a whole bunch of things, but yeah, the website has a lot of everything you need. Link, links, links to everything. Yeah. Now we like to thank someone who. Uh, oh, what?
2: what got? We're
3: going to thank him in a whole new way this week. What was that? Do you remember the the new jingle? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> hmm. Come on, <laughs> come on. Oh, who are you gonna? Oh, no! Oh Oh, man, we're gonna give this a new. We're gonna give this (laughs) okay a a dry
2: run. Okay, when your volume's low and you're feeling down, who are you gonna call? Jeff Comfort. Comfort. (laughs) When the guest goes
3: long but they got nothing to say, who are you gonna gonna call? Jeff Comfort. (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right. Oh, I like it. He got his jet painted white with the little uh, the
3: Ghostbuster symbol. Yeah, it's okay. actually a
2: microphone
3: with a slash through it. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we had a couple people responded
2: to our picture of Jeff Comfort eating the giant gummy bear. Oh, that's right. On because Facebook, it, because a guest wrote us a letter about how much they love gummy bears, like Jeff Comfort. That's right. Sherry so
3: Knight we, said so from Louisville, it. Kentucky said that's one impressive gummy bear and get a photo and a a great photo of Jeff Comfort too. Karen Hammond said where do you buy those gummy bears they are one of my favorites
2: now I think Um, you should describe that gummy bear to our listeners who didn't see the photo uh, Jeff would you mind
3: telling us where you got it and how much it weighed are you there sir
4: Um, it was the 5 pounder
3: 5 pounder do you know where uh, Karen Hammond can get one
4: that9.com
3: that9.com That9.com. That's the number nine, not the
2: German word nine? Right. All right, that9.com. That thing's the size of a small child. I know. It's Uh, bigger than Mr. French. It sure is. And now, he's our stage manager, and now it's time to give a shout-out to the prayer line, which is 800-NOW-PRAY, or 800-669-7729, and both Ed and I highly recommend it. There's also the app, which is the letter U, U and the word PRAY. And you can get that for free at the App Store. It's a great way to uh, drop the weight and feel great for summer. Oh, my God. The, it's the, the so Dropping yes. the weight of our consciousness or whatever crap you're holding on to and take flight. Yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, we we're, the, the title is ton in, tongue-in-cheek, like Ed likes to say. Yeah. It's <laughs> dropping the weight <laughs> and feel great. But as we drop the weight of our self-criticism yes. and any of these other things that are not like love, that we're holding on to yeah. anything unlike love, as we let go of that, everything else begins to reach its natural state of homeostasis, which is the most healthiest Sticks place down. for us to be, meaning you will start dropping physical weight if that was yeah, if, if, if you unhealthy
3: weight on there. Yeah,
2: if there's unhealthy weight, it'll start shedding. You'll find yourself naturally eating differently and doing things differently without it being a force of will. Especially when yeah, when you let joy
3: be the the, the driving component. I like I on the other hand gained a healthy amount of weight. I started surfing every day. I gained. People were saying you look great, and it was all because. I was no longer doing things out of obligation. I was just letting my joy. I I go to the gym because I want to move my body or whatever or go surfing, but not because I have to or I'm worried about what other people. I mean, those thoughts do creep in sometimes, but that's not what drives the ship anymore for me. And the results have been awesome. And speaking about the perfect person to drive
2: the ship. Yes. I'm a member of the Model Citizens Brigade. Yes, Reverend Ken Gray from the Inglewood Center for Spiritual Living. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Oh, my goodness. It's so good to
3: hear your voice again. Yes, it is.
4: The feeling is mutual, believe me.
3: You are one of our favorite theologians. Ah, very kind of you. Oh, man, we've learned a ton from you. Yes. We often say we don't go into the Bible without a prescription from a doctor or a doctor holding our hand. And you've been said said doctor for us many times, so we appreciate
4: it. Thank you. I learned a lot from you guys, too. It's wonderful.
2: Yes, he really is a biblical scholar and actually takes all the scary components that may be fogging your brain about your interpretation or what you thought or were told... Uh, uh, the meaning of certain scripture was the old or New Testament, yes, uh, in a very literal and scary way. And I got to tell you, uh, Reverend Kenneth Gray has been able to open our eyes where we could actually benefit and see the the positive. Um, what do I want to say? Message. Outlets. Message. Yeah, message in even some of the most, the, the scripture readings that I used to do. Oh, my God. I don't even want to read that one Yeah, because I heard <laughs> it. that one was a scary one it's when true. I was a little boy. Yeah, true. So thank you so much. And uh, we're excited to have you read today's Daily Word and then, uh, ex- you know, have a discussion. Yeah. So would you like to read that for us? Okay, sure. I got it up
4: here uh, on my screen. Great. It's called Grace, I Am Blessed Beyond Measure. Living in a state of grace is living in an awareness that God's compassion and blessings are mine, always and forever. In his book, The Universe is Calling, Unity Minister Eric Butterworth wrote, There is an upward pull of the universe ever seeking to lift you to the heights of your divine nature. It is as real and as inexorable as the force of gravity. God's grace is much like gravity, always in effect in my life. And similar to the law of gravity, spiritual law supports me. I experience peace and tranquility when I remember that God's grace provides me with all that I need. I am loved unconditionally and blessed beyond measure. I give thanks for God's grace and I relax into my good. And then there's a Bible quote at the end. You want me to read that?
3: Yes. Yes.
4: From uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of
2: need.
3: Wow, that's a great reading.
2: Ah. It's a calm in the storm of this show, isn't it? It is. When,
4: when someone else reads. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm a great reader. And I have to say I really agree with uh, Butterworth. Uh, but uh, there's, there's a misunderstanding here. Uh, spiritual evolution, which you were talking about earlier, which I think is God's grace, the fact that we can become aware of who we are. We can become aware of our true nature. I believe since that is always present, you know, no matter how crummy or slimy a life you have lived up to this moment, that kingdom of God is still within you. It doesn't go away. That's, to me, that's yes. the best. It's always available to yes. me. Yes. The sad thing about the world, and uh, I, I see this all the time, every day is that, as uh, I think Ed was saying earlier, uh, we have resistance. In general, it's resistance to our good. But to be more specific, it's resistance to knowing who we really are. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. it is not inexorable. I really, you know, I, I love the unity teachings too, but I, have, I give credit to Ernest Holmes for teaching me that um, the kingdom of God is within you And we experience this kingdom to the degree that we become conscious of it. Yes. Well, okay, but if we don't become conscious of it, we don't get any blessings from it. We don't get anything good out of it. So it's really fascinating to me the way the universe, uh, the way reality is set up, that God is always present. Yes. And yet we, the human race collectively, kind of have made a mess of a lot of things. But it does seem like. Uh, people are beginning to catch on bit by bit you know one person at a time and and begin to see the truth that i really i really am free right now yes yeah but our resistance a, a consists of not only what was mentioned earlier by one of you guys the um the criticism the attitude of criticism but it's also those things that look so good you know i'm I'm, uh, I'm earning my paycheck and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm paying my taxes. I'm <clears throat> taking care of responsibilities and obligations. I'm raising some kids. I'm doing all these wonderful things. And it's all for naught if we don't know who we are. We don't get right. the joy that we could out of it when we get caught up in this other stuff. And it just takes, uh, it just takes paying attention. And sometimes what I have discovered for me uh, anyway is that as I just sit back and stop, just stop trying to accomplish stuff. I mean we believe in this mind stuff. It's so wonderful. It's, oh, If you believe in it, uh, you can conceive, you can achieve it, right? But really there's no compulsion that I must achieve. I must accomplish some great thing. Why should I join the rat race? right, right. The first thing to do is to know myself. To yes, know my true nature. my That's divine nature, right, nature, As Butterworth says. Yes. And then I can experience the joy and the happiness of just being me.
3: You know what? That something popped in my head a moment ago that I wanted to share, and you just sure. like uh, shine light on it, like uh, and led into it perfectly, which is because i like the reading of uh, the bible verse that says let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness yeah. right so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help uh, and, and and find grace to help in time of need and i was thinking about specifically with something a lot of people can relate to which is like projects for, at work that that they're not necessarily my favorite thing to do administrative paperwork thing but what you said which is See, because part of the, what I used to do is I'd, it would build up and then I'd get an adrenaline rush and I'd take care of it. And then I'd feel a bunch of relief until it all built up again. Yes. But now before I do my best to not act out of that desperate need to get everything done and prove anything. Instead, remember that I'm, I am I am love. <clears throat> I'm completely supported. I bless. I've seen this happen t- every t- every time lately. I bless whatever case it is that I need to start looking into, even if I'm late or what, nice. I feel like I'm late. Inevitably, invariably, the next day I get an email from someone else involved with that case asking me or telling me, "Look, I got this started. For, you know, can you do this next part?" Or I have a, you know, something will happen. Where I realize I'm not alone in this, I'm yes. totally supported. But and the I was going to actually suggest this to people before you do anything. Remember who you are. Remember that affirm that you're loved and supported, and that it's being done with grace and ease. Because yes. there's never any punishment in God. No, that doesn't even that does not even exist.
2: Yeah, that's it is. It really is seeking the kingdom first in any situation. Yeah. Right, and right. then my consciousness begins to rise because yes. I feel like I'm off the hook. Yes. And now I have a proper perspective. Oh, yes. And when I'm in that state, it's like everything seems to go come together with effortlessness and ease. Not only does it seem, it, it does. does. Oh, the, um, it reminds <laughs> me of that Emmett Fox where the, <laughs> he posed the question, if I had a million dollars in one hand, and peace of mind in the other, you'd be, which, which one would you prefer? And you'd be a fool to go for the million dollars because the only reason you're going for the million dollars is like, you, i got to get all these done yeah. because then I'll have peace of mind. Yeah. But really, yeah. if you go for the peace of mind, yeah. you have everything the million dollars could bring or you hoped it would bring yeah. or thought it would bring. True. But then there's a side effect. Because you're in that state of peace, you begin to attract yes. everything good that reinforces yeah. that feeling of peace in your experience. That's right. What we're uh, working with, with uh, what the
4: resistance is, is that we have these false pictures of who we are. Yes. So, yes. Oh, I, I must be this great financier, or, or I must make a million dollars. I must... Uh, this, that, or the other uh, terminal disease and be a great benefit to humanity, a great benefactor. Well, when we start to look at that kind of thing, then what do we discover? Oh, it's really my ego that's involved in that. Right. I've really got a huge investment in my ego. And so lately in my uh, self-exploration and uh, uh, self-transformation it's, I find it interesting. I'm going more and more towards a way of living life that is ego-free. And I had to tell a friend the other day when she wanted something or other, I said, "No, no, no! I, I, I can't do that. I can't go there. Yeah, I can see, you know, my ego is really uh, invested and in heavily in that. And I just, I don't want to go there. I know the ego has really only brought me uh, tears and grief." Uh, fear, pain, and uh, junk. And I really just want to let that go.
2: You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. If you have something else there, I just got excited. Go ahead, Daryl. (laughs) Ed, Ed and I have been talking about this because lately I have found out that I have had to consciously refrain from going to a lot of the places that I used to go to often Right that... At one point in my life, fed me spiritually, and I was able to be of service. But it's become now more the sense of the reason why I'm going is out of a sense of obligation, right? Which is ego. Or uh, what will I miss if I don't go? Right. Which is fear, which is ego. Yeah. Not just the delight in going. Right. And... Yeah, I'll tell you. I it's, it's had to be a conscious decision at this point, at this stage, you know. But I'm already feeling the benefits of it, and I think what I was doing, I was volunteering myself to be frustrated. Yes, and it seemed to be one of the major contributors right. to why my why I was getting you know frequent headaches. Yes, you know. But it's it's all like you're saying, Ken. It's uh, releasing. The um, feeling like listening to the ego more than the peace, you know, because the peace yeah. never prods me. It always elevates me into something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, God, it's it, a genuine, joyous flowing wait, towards something. Yes.
3: Not a, not a sort of oh, an, I uh,
2: indirect
4: I reward should.
2: might come from something. Albert Ellis said it best. He said, "Don't should on yourself. You're going. I should do this. That means you shouldn't do it. Don't should on yourself." Yeah. And he also said, "Stop masturbating." Meaning, this is <laughs> the great psychi- psychologist or psychiatrist of oh, did, the 60s like and 70s. A psychologist. Ellis. Yeah, and it was also anytime you're using the word "I must," it's a it means look, stop. Yes, must and should are are an indicator that I'm heading in a bad direction. Yeah. And it means, here's the warning light on the dashboard. It means stop, and now use this time to reconnect. We well, were to talking the chapel, about that with meditate. a friend of
3: ours, and because and, and, and we're both of service. We serve other people. I right. work with kids. And it's sometimes the wrong way for me to help people. I guess the ineffective way is when I think, I must help them. I make it about me, me, me. Yes. And then... I'm totally off of there's there's I'm really not even being of service anymore because it was more of coercion. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, co- it's like I'm coercing myself to coerce, to coerce them. them. But and then it puts them in sh- it, as it puts them in the light of victim. Yes. As if they don't have the same capacity, you know, and right. tools that I do, because everyone from where they are. Has the choice of whether or not they decide to turn in to know who they are. Yes. Like, it it doesn't matter where you are or or what age you are. Yeah. yeah. You can always choose to look within to the kingdom first, you know, to seek the kingdom first, to seek yourself. And that is like, that's the great liberator in all of this. That's what I, that's the, when I realized that. Then it's easy to like oh lovingly God. nudge people in the direction of their good. Yes, if they're willing to, if they're receptive and willing to go, you know.
2: Well, yeah, and you helped me with that because just this past Monday, I had a uh, talk for two college kids at a community college here. Yes, and actually, Ed came along for the beginning of it, and it was pretty much like a ghost town. Right. And I got in there, and you know the kids look dreary, and I don't blame them. And who's this bozo? Right. Who's this old man coming in here? Right. But. I had to reconnect with my joy. Yes. Like, what do I, what do I, what really interests me and makes me enthusiastic about drawing, you know, doing these cartoons or doing anything creative. And once I got reconnected to what I'm interested in and what I love about it. Yes. It. Transform the room. I, it was like raising the dead. You well, then there's it. no more weight of no. what
3: you're saying. No. It's, it's naturally you're just illuminating the room. Yes. And everyone was nodding their head, and then, so it goes perfectly with our title. Drop the weight. Like sometimes, often we think we need to add weight to what we're saying, but no, let go of the weight so that we actually embody what we're yes. saying.
2: And I believe I just shared what I believe. Yeah. Without worrying about is this going to offend some of the students? Yeah, let's get. No, let it go. Just let your light shine, yes. in and let the spirit do the work. And oh, we left so high as a kite. Really? Yeah, I got phone calls from students <laughs> that same day. I got emails from yes. students that same day. It was
3: incredible, dude. Kenneth Gray, we've been Reverend Kevin, Kenneth Gray. We've been talking to you for so long that we're we're getting close to the end of the show. We got a few things that we need to wrap up. Have you any party words for our guests? I mean, for our listeners?
4: Well, okay, I I think the. Uh, The word boldness in the Bible quote is important. As we uh, observe ourselves and we find as oh, my God, my ego is involved in this and it's in that. And, you know, we may become appalled at a certain point. Just completely ignore it. And with boldness, continue going forward because the Spirit is always, as uh, Butterworth said, Always seeking to lift us up to the heights of our own true or divine nature, and so, uh, okay, yeah, the past is the past, and, and I, I did all kinds of crummy things and, and said stuff, you know. Uh, but so what?
3: That's right. I didn't
4: understand that was the past. That's now, right. Learning. Don't let just the fact that you discover. You know, you got to. Gigantic ego, don't let it stop you in your self-transformation and centering, centering in on, as you were saying, the peace and the joy and the happiness that are native to your own nature.
3: That's right. The moment we laugh at our giant ego, oh, everyone laughs it. with us. That's and Everyone right. loves it. Even best. Yeah.
2: Laughs off. Yeah, that's non-resistance. All right, buddy. We yeah. love
3: you. Give uh, Dr. Elizabeth Marshall our love as well. Yes. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. You guys can visit Reverend Kenneth Gray at the Inglewood Center for Spiritual Living here in California in Los Angeles. It's amazing. He's amazing. The reason you can be bold is because that you are wholly lovable. Enduring Virtue's book she uh daily Guidance for your angels. said, up the "You're wholly lovable for being who you are right now. The opinion that you hold of yourself or that others have of you is irrelevant in the face of the fact that you're a perfect child of God. Nothing about you can ever be broken or wrong. You've always been and, uh, and will always be heaven's perfect creation." Know that you deserve to be wholly cherished. You don't need to earn God's affection. It was bestowed upon you before your creation and will remain eternally yours no matter
2: what. Funniest thing, Sister Lucia at the uh, Daughters of St. Paul was inquiring about our Catholic jokes. And funniest thing, we got a little story about a Catholic priest I think you wanted to share with the listeners. Oh, that's right. There was this Jewish
3: bookie who was at the races playing the ponies and losing his shirt. He noticed a priest step out onto the track and blessed the forehead of one of the horses lining up for the fourth race. Lo and behold, that horse, a long shot, won the race. Next race, as the horses lined up, the priest stepped back onto the track. Sure enough, he blessed one of the horses. The bookie made a beeline for a bedding window and placed a small bed on the horse. Again, even though it was another long shot, the horse won the race. He collected his winnings and anxiously waited to see which horse the priest would bless next. He bet big on it, and it won. As the races continued, the priest kept blessing horses, and each one ended up winning. The bookie was elated. I want to go to this
2: track with the priest. He
3: made a quick dash to the ATM, withdrew all his savings, and awaited for the priest's blessing that would tell him which horse to bet on. True to his pattern, the priest stepped back onto the track for the last race and blessed the forehead of an old nag that was 100 to 1 odds. This time the priest blessed the eyes, ears, and hoofs of the old nag. Wow. The bookie knew he had a winner and bet every cent he owned on the old nag. He watched dumbfounded as the old nag pulled up and couldn't even finish the race. In a state of shock he went to the track where the priest was where the priest was confronting him. He demanded Father, what happened? All day long you blessed horses and they won. Then in the last race, the horse you blessed never even had a chance. Now thanks to you I've lost every cent of my savings. The priest nodded wisely and was said with sympathy,
2: You're not a Catholic, are you, my son? No, I'm Jewish. Uh, that's the problem. You- <laughs> that's the problem. You couldn't tell the difference between a blessing and last rites. Who's that I hear coming?
0: Gabby, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a
0: little...
2: Gabby's tongue, she's on her back laughing about that. Oh, but man.
3: joke. She thought that was the punchline, too. Well, Jeff Fletcher from Facebook USA said, I don't always listen to you guys, but when I do, I hear exactly what I need. Thank you. That's the best underhanded compliment we ever got. <laughs> I think you're supposed to be uh, the uh, most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer when
2: yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Here we go. This one. <coughs> Came from Rene yes, in Anaheim, California. The dogs
3: are barking. I think our guest is coming in. Let's
2: oh, see. good. Okay. It was hard to turn the job down because steady income is always nice. But I remember that you and Ed had an episode about accepting things out of a sense of obligation, and how it leads to someone that the job is perfect for and not getting it and means that you keep the jobs that are right for you anyway, too. Um, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners can make sense of that. I think she means by saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes. Every a- person will get the job. Right. Yeah, and you'll a- get another job that's right for you. Yes. So I feel really good about it because I knew it wasn't quite right and – when I was in the running for it, I was really anxious. And the, here's the key. This is yeah. how we know it's the right choice. And the relief I felt about not getting it was a huge sign that it wasn't right. So thanks once again to you and Ed. Hope you are both. Well. Hello. Hey, who is that? Oh, it's St. Paul. Yes, yeah, St. Paul Lynn to you.
3: <laughs> hey, St. Paul uh, Lynn, that is. I heard uh, there's two things you don't talk about at a nudist colony. One of them is politics, but what's the other
2: one? Tape measures. (laughs) (laughs) So why are you here today? (laughs) Oh, uh, well, I listened to your show up there, and I wanted to tell you a story about this time uh, an angel visited me. I had a severe hangover. (laughs) The fascinating thing was this angel had the head of Charles Nelson Riley. Yes. And uh, so that was my conversion experience. I prayed ever since. I've been a devout what, prayer. What did he tell you? Well, hit it, Larry. I want to go to places, places with you, I want to take it because places Google tonight, <laughs> I want to go where nobody's a Google. fool, and no one says, oh, hey girl, need a lie I want to <laughs> move, move like, like this, this and that, that. a minimum of chin chat. and chat, <laughs> I never want to cool <laughs> down, cool down, cool, 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 cool places, places tonight. tonight. Daryl no, no 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 no. Visit DarylNet dot nice com Ryan Charles Melvin Grey right? <laughs> to find easy clicks to everything we do, including the funniest thing. Find our podcast on iTunes. You can find virtual no for Eaglenow Center for Spiritual Living. Our Twitter feed is Daryl and Ed, and the funniest thing fan page on Facebook. You can like it and learn all about us. Also, you can write us at Funniest Thing PO Box 1312 Culver City, California 90232. And as always, thank you for being a part of the funniest thing with Daryl and the community. I to go to cool places with you, and after that, we'll slip out for a bite, a coffee shop, and toast coffee and shoes yeah that was pathetic
1: (laughs) thank you for listening to the funniest thing with daryl and ed listen in every wednesday at 5 p.m central as these unlikely saints share more real life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better than expected outcomes This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.